first time in Key West, a week before <laughs> Fantasy Fest, right out of college. I had no idea what I was in for. Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast with your host, Mark Barato. first guest and I'm very excited to have her. Now I don't know if I should say your both names is it one name? Yeah, it gets tricky. Let's get people yeah, educated you know, was, here on this first episode. I was episode. the eternally single girl, so I uh, kept my maiden name and started my business under my maiden name and now I have a married name and you know my husband gets upset when I get called by my maiden name so I just kept them all in there. So, so they're all in there. Nadine, Nadine Grossman, Grossman or, or Yep. See, that, that was like in unison, too. We could never have planned that. That was pretty good. That yep. was nice. And no hyphens. I am uh, opposed to the hyphen. Cool. <laughs> well, it's it sounds it sounds even more impressive because well, it's one. It's just hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> Do I say hyphen? Or? No, no, no hyphen. Well, if you are a local Key Wester, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say Key Wester down here. We can get to that in a second. But if you're a local, you definitely know that name. You've heard it. <laughs> Um, and if you're not, you have been attending one of the festivals that she puts on for sure. Yeah. So let's educate people bet. a little bit more. Uh, but we can start with Key Wester. Should I be saying that? Being an, a I, new I person. That. I say I'm a, I'm a Key Wester. Yeah, I think I, I've said that a time or two. And then what about the... Just a local. We just say... So so let's, let's just get this thing out of the way right away, which is... This conch, freshwater conch, like, yes. okay, so educate us and you're, on And you're ahead of the curve because you said conch instead of conch. No, no, I will. You, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Con> <laughs> Don't go there. No, I'm not going to say you conch. Can't be a, uh, yeah, you go into your to shop and ask for your local conch discount. Yeah, I'll have a, a conch, flag fried right conch. You're out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I've been here a really long time now, so I don't even know what my status is. But well, if you're born here, right, you're a conch. You're, right. So my daughter, yes. And in, She's a in conch. fact, in the Key West, in the hospital here, they give you a little onesie that says that you're a. Oh, that's cool. Yes. And I think it's after five conch. years, you are now a freshwater conch. Is I thought seven? Maybe seven. seven. I think it's seven. I'm sure I'll get the uh, social media tweets. You'll, you'll, you'll get the memo. The postcard <laughs> comes and says, well, sir, no. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just here a couple of months, so I'm just a local. Yeah. Or am I not even uh, You know, I think you, you people I'm, would argue that. You have to be here for a little while to earn your local status. Okay. So I think I'm just I would a, say you're a local when you, you get recognized the places that you go and the locals embrace you. And then you'll so you'll I have feel a, like I a just live on Key West. That's I'm allowed to say that <laughs> I have a house and I live here. You can say you're a local. I won't tell. Okay. Don't. Well, I don't want to get anybody mad, especially <laughs> well, on the you know, first you've episode. You've been here a lot of times. You visited. Yeah. So well, you, being from Miami, we come down here a lot, yes, but I don't like to tell people that I've lived in Miami. You shouldn't. Because, yeah. Right. They. I think even people say, "Don't Miami my." Key West. <laughs> yeah, right, which I'm not doing. I don't drive a Lamborghini. Don't do that. I am not snobby. That would I'm, be frowned upon down yeah. here. I usually don't wear socks, so I'm fitting in already. <laughs> you are. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay, so let's ask you this. Okay. Uh, how long have you been in Key West? I came to Key West in 91, fresh out of college. So I'm going on 28 years here in Key West. And what was the reason? Were you just like, I want to go visit? 
Um, I graduated college and I got a little job in my hometown of uh, Port Jeff on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a job in an art gallery. I had been an art major and a little sociology and art. First job out of school, right to the art. Yeah, art gallery. So it was a, you know, kind of a schlocky little art gallery. It's not open anymore, so I can say that, right? (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, it was kind of like the tourist uh, town, like paintings and driftwood frames and and mix and match the frames. uh, But the owner of the gallery was a super great guy, and um, he opened up a gallery on Duval Street. And asked me to come down here and run the gallery for him in Key West. And had you ever visited? I had never been to Key West. Never been. So, um, uh, so I credit uh, Paul Welch is his name and super cool guy. Shout out to Paul. And I think he's back in Massachusetts now somewhere. But um, yeah, he got me to Key West, and um, I managed the art gallery for him for about a month while he went on his honeymoon and did some traveling and um, I fell in love with Key West. I really did. And you remember what time of year that was? Well, funny enough, it was um, about a week before Fantasy Fest. Oh my God. So So first time in Key West, (laughs) a week before Fantasy Fest, right out of college. I had no idea what I was in for and I'm working in the gallery one day and in comes this little senior couple and she's got him on a studded collar and a chain and they're wearing harnesses and all the accoutrements and I'm like, wow. Whoa. What is going on here? <laughs> that was my introduction to Key West, wow. but I, I loved it. I loved the island. I loved the people. I loved, um, I loved everything about Key West. I loved the small town feel. I loved. Um, I think one of the things I loved the most was the j- just the smell of the island, like the ocean, the smell. ocean, the way the island smelled after it rained, the the flowers. You know, just walking around town, especially in the evening time, and the whole island just smells like yeah flowers. And I still love that. And so. I'm sure February, no freezing cold rain, was a, a <laughs> thing you didn't miss either coming down here. Too. Right? Yeah. yeah, Long Island winters. The breeze on the beach is great. In the summer, but in the winter, is just brutal. <laughs> so what year was that? When? How long ago was that? That was 91. Wow. So, yep, I graduated um, in May or whenever and, and uh, moved down here in, in uh, October. And never a thought of, well, maybe this isn't for me. You just hit the ground running and really loved so it. So it was a great deal because I had his little uh, apartment and this little Nissan Pulsar ridiculous car with T-tops. Uh-huh. But I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I was 22. And I was like, this is great. I've got a car. I've got an apartment. I'm living on an island. Right. You You're know, like working on Duval Street. It's a cute like- guy delivering pizza. All these <laughs> cute little boat boys. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, after I was here for you know a month or so working in the gallery, I decided... This is this is it. I'll just move to Key West. Why not? So, went back home, packed up a suitcase. My mother thought I was crazy, and right. I think she like you know just, just lectured me for about forty eight hours straight while I was home about right. <laughs> how crazy I was. And I'm like, okay, see you, mom. I'm yeah. out of here. Make sure mom, I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, you can come visit. And uh, yeah, I moved down here with a couple of suitcases and a box and a you know very little money in my pocket, but. Wow. Um, I've come a long way. Yeah. And how long <laughs> did you work in the in the art world? Um, I worked in the gallery about a year and a half or so, and then I decided I needed to do something more Key Westy. Mm. There's that word, right? Yeah, which was? Um, so I got uh, started working for uh, Sebago Catamarans, and I worked on the boats, and I worked in their booth in the seaport, checking folks in to go out. Um, was it because of these boat guys? And- the boat men you the talked about, the boat boys. Yeah, lots of cute. You know, there's a funny <laughs> joke I like to tell about what do you call a um, a boat mate with in Key West without a girlfriend? What homeless? 
<laughs> yeah, I see that already. That was a good joke back then. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I definitely, um, you know, enjoyed the boat boys and the boat life and yeah the boat life and um and to this day i think um you know i so many influential people that have influenced my time in key west and that i actually still do a great deal of business with to this day i met while i was working um in the seaport there for sebago and like people coming and going like back then uh richard hatch um Uh and his wife um who have blue heaven restaurant yeah they lived on a boat and they would come in on their boat with their two kids and they would have coffee with me at the at the Sebago check-in booth wow. of the seaport and then head into head into town to wow. work. Wow. Um, Mel Fisher used to shuffle yeah. by my booth, um, you know, with a cocktail and a banana and tell me a story and pull out a pocket of emeralds. And right. I mean, I have it was just it was an amazing, amazing time. And I met so many people uh, just hanging out in the seaport all the time. I'd ride my bike to work and. Wow. It, was, it was great. And then you got into being a concierge, like in the concierge type business. Right. So all that time, you know, like, you know, working on the boats and working in the industry firsthand. Um, and um, actually after that, that gig, I went and, and uh, I was a cocktail waitress and worked at the Hog's Breath. Mm-hmm. That's how I met Charlie Bauer. Wow. Who would become my, you know, I would work with him in the Songwriters Festival yeah. to this day. Wow. Um, but I, I uh, met him back then. So, um, yeah, I, I concierge. Boat crew, cocktail waitress. I got all the C's in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I really learned this industry from the inside out. I, right. I, I worked it. And, right. Understanding I, the people that make and mm-hmm. add the most value to the people that come to visit, which is what supports the island. Exactly. Wow. That's and I great. know, you know, how it'll work and why it'll work because I've actually actually done a lot of it you know? well that's the thing sometimes when we'll get into what you do now but sometimes when you're running like a, a business from a high level um making these decisions you may not know what's really going on on the ground who the people that are really managing and running this thing are feeling or acting and you live that and right. you know a lot of those people exactly. so it makes it easier to to manage both expectations right that of running a big business and the other and understanding what goes on and mechanics that go on. For Absolutely. That. Yep. So let's segue into what you're doing now. <laughs> oh, what am I doing? now? <laughs> a little bit of everything, yeah. a little bit of everything in uh, yeah. So after, after my cocktail waitressing and my boating and, um, and then I uh, took a job as a concierge in the hotel industry and worked in the hotels for a long time. And I, lo- I loved what I did. I loved this tourism, you know, industry and I thought if I could do just a little bit of what I was doing for this great big hotel company mm. uh, for myself, that I'd be able to keep the lights on and support myself. Right. And I took a leap of faith in 2004, and I started We've Got the Keys. Wow. And uh, knock on wood, I'm still doing that to this day. And um, we are a destination management company. So what? take me back to what you were thinking. I mean, it was a while ago when you started this, right? Mm-hmm. So. What were you thinking going, I'm just going to start this business? Because a lot of people dream about doing these things and not many people take this kind of action. So what was that driver? If I look back at it now, you know, I think it's kind of like having kids. If you knew all the stuff you were going to have yeah. to deal with, <laughs> you maybe not uh, you do it. Probably not do it. Um, yeah, you know, I learned as I went, but I had a lot of great role models and a lot of great influences and a huge support system. You know, this little island. Yeah. I suppose it either really embraces you and lifts you up, or it chews you up and spits yeah. you out just as fast. But um, if you're a really hard worker and you're really dedicated and um, and you've made the right friends along the way. I mean, I can look back and think, you know, and, and still I 
I rely on a lot of those people for, yeah. you know, resources and influence and ideas and, or just to bounce something off of them. And, right. um, but so, was yeah. it anybody in particular that you were talking to that gave you that push or that nudge, or was it just all inner? It was me. It Good. was definitely awesome. it. Yeah. My mother, I had just bought a house and I, my mom said, you know, I can't pay your mortgage for you if right. you don't make it. <laughs> right. Thanks mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> well, sometimes there's a little bit of, I'll show you in there, you know, in a good, in a good, healthy way. Good, right? right. No. And it worked out all right. And she's, and she's so proud of, of what I do. And I don't think she really understood it, but, um, I remember, I don't know, four or five years in, um, I was hosting a huge event at the Hemingway house and they happened to be in town and she came by and it like, you know, the light went off and she's like, Oh, right. God, now I understand what you do. And she's you, like, it was all my idea. You, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interview for a whole nother day. That's not, yeah. That could be a part two, but in a darker episode, that's over the cocktails. <laughs> we'll need cocktails for that. Yeah. For sure. So what, what business would your friends say you're in? Um, well, I'm sure that they would say that I'm an events planner. I'm an events girl, event planner. Right. So that if someone, but, but not in the wedding space. So they, do they know that? Or they were like, Joanne's coming out for a wedding. Could you plan it? And you're like, I still I get those questions. And for that, you know, for some people I will definitely help. And, you know, I, we did weddings for a very long time. Right. So when I started the company, I knew I would need to do destination weddings in order to make it sustainable. The corporate business has taken a really, really long time to find and establish that network. But weddings in Key West are a sure thing. Key yeah. West is like number three destination yes. for weddings. It's still a hugely popular, um, you know, destination that there's, it's yeah. big business. Yeah. But and, I'm sure there's just like any other business, you know, all these new topics that are coming up and people are like, oh, the quick buck and I like this. So let me, you know, there must be millions of people trying to migrate down here, start another <laughs> wedding event business and they come and go. Yeah, I can, I could probably rattle off a lot of them. I, there are several, um, some of them who worked with me over the years and have gone out and done their own thing and mm -hmm. are, are incredibly successful, Good. you know, at it to this day. And now I have a great place to refer all my wedding business, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're, they're, we've, if you're doing this job right, you make it look easy. Mm. And then other people think, well, I can do that. Right. So, and they, you know, and it's, it's definitely not easy. No. And it's not glamorous. And, um, from all the, the outside things. it is, but nobody <laughs> understands. Exactly. You know, everybody always sees like from a tech world uh, standpoint, everybody always sees like, oh, they see the big break. Right. They see the company being sold or the actor in this movie or gets the Oscar, but they don't see like the 20 years of, you know, eating dog poo that came along before you actually got that. It hasn't come to that yet. Yeah. There was never this like overnight success that doesn't exist. No, really. No, it's, it, uh, no, it, it definitely wasn't overnight. And, and like I said, I mean, Key West can chew you up and spit you out or it can, you know, really embrace you and, I've worked really, really hard, and yeah. I know that how important those relationships are to maintain and manage and and support and network and um, you know even in so what we do like the the root of what we do is the as destination management is that we we work for our clients to curate the perfect Key West experience. Mm -hmm. But I've always held the belief that I'm I'm working as much for my clients as I am for my vend vendors, right. my event partners, right. and so I have been able to strike a balance I, I feel like there's always a win-win yeah there's always a way to do something within the best capabilities of my vendors to keep the client happy right. and well you understand both because you work in expectations. That, that vendor type world mm -hmm. and now you're working in the other side of it so you you kind of want to help both people out absolutely and you never thought of 
oh, you know, my business is successful here. I want to branch out to other parts. Or you're always like, you know, you've been a Key West girl from day one. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So the name of my company, We've Got the Keys, I chose that name because I thought, well, it doesn't limit me to Key West. We've got the keys, all the keys. I could work in all of the Florida Keys. And I imagined that I I would. But, um, you know, I've been... I, I keep myself busy down yeah. here in Key West, and I love that um, I have become an I, an expert, yeah. you know, and the in what I need to be an expert in, and also I recognize the, the strengths of my my vendors and my right, team. I right. let everybody be an expert at what they're mm-hmm. experts at, and just kind of choreograph it all together. Right. So no, mo- no, you're not doing well. the number one mistake that bosses do, which is over micromanage. <laughs> no, which I don't see you doing. I am not a micromanager. Yeah. No. Well, I also see you as a people person, and I think if you had business that was three hours away, you it'd be harder for you to shake hands and, and meet face-to-face, and it, I, I take you like to do that. It would. I, yeah, I'm, I am very hands-on. I'm in the trenches setting up, rolling tables, and I'm there at the end yeah. of the night cleaning up and hauling out the garbage right. and yeah. <laughs> you know, eating behind the scenes with, with the with the catering staff. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very hands-on. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> Um, so how do you see that your business has changed since you started besides the growing pains of it, just in general, Key West with the business? Yeah, I, um, you know, if the business has evolved, um, we did many, many destination weddings, um, almost 800 of them, I would say over the time. And in 2015, we, we stopped doing that and, uh, we're able to focus and sustain ourselves on the corporate events. And, um, we also took on a few citywide mm-hmm. festivals, a few more, yeah. I would say. And, um, we've been very fortunate, but I think, um, the, probably the biggest, I don't know what I would say, I would call it a, a tip or advice, or I've always grown my business to the strengths of my team. Mm. My team has changed a lot over the years. I've had, you know, many wonderful employees and uh-huh. some that, you know, it wasn't quite the right fit. Right. And, um, but we've always, always evolved my business to the strengths of my team. And I think that's one of the things I love most about it mm. is that really I could, we could do anything. Right. We, do events, we do parties, we go after different um, markets because that's the the strength of my team, or you know, an experience that they bring from you know where their life experience. Right. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like the non micromanaging and the the believing in your team is the advice you would give to someone wanting to even get started in any business. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. If you build up your team and and play to their strengths, you can't fail. Yeah. And the thing is, is even like from my experience with working with a number of businesses, a lot of times the owner is always thinking and acting like these, these employees I have over here can never do it as well as me. So let me jump in there and always tell them what to do. And that may be the case that they're, they are not as good of an operator as you, but they are experience in other things. And it's better to have 10 people working at your 80% than two at your 100 and, and you're going crazy and they're unhappy and you're unhappy. Right. You know, and I think that, I mean that, yeah, if you put it that way, I absolutely. But also I, I love the, the brainstorming. I love the creative process. So we, um, and my team and I spend a lot of time just kind of talking about great ideas and I've, I've make sure it's one of the first things I say when I bring on a new team member, like uh-huh. don't ever be afraid to say whatever crazy thing comes to mind and say what you're thinking and say, you know, tell me about your experience and 
you like it, you don't like it, you know, like we pick it apart and put mm-hmm. it put it back together and make it that much better. Right. But um yeah, there's no there's I create creative brilliance. Let everybody shine. I think I lost my train of thought there. No, but, but I it's, know that, that's um, right on. Yeah, yeah that's, I zoned out on you for a minute there. <laughs> you were getting on psychedelic <laughs> on us. Yeah, but we we uh, I've had you know I've great strengths and I and I don't micromanage them at all. And I think that um it, you know currently my current team, I mean they're even better at doing the things that they're doing than yeah. I would be. So I just I'm kind of air traffic control. You know, yeah. we just. Direct it, divide, conquer, and they all go out. And well, I mean, I do. Accomplish. I've seen you lean on them for things that you know that they're maybe more of an expert on mm-hmm. in a specific thing. Yeah. But as a leader, you also are the one um, steering the ship and avoiding the icebergs while they may be down there like shoveling coal and going, wait a minute, it's it's perfect down here. Why are we changing course? You're yeah. like, we need to make adjustments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I love that. I love that. Net- if I could make a living on networking and mm-hmm. uh, just connecting the right people to the right projects, right. that would that would be my dream, I yeah. think. I love it. So, you know, I'm always out kind of, you know, meeting and interacting and paying attention to what all the other creative teams in town are up to. Right. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Key West being a a smaller town that it is, um, what do you do to kind of stay relevant and sharpen your craft and to do things to, to keep bringing innovation to the town in your business? Hmm. Good question. Well, you know, Key West might be small, but it's kind of like a, I mean, everybody wants to come to Key West mm-hmm. and be in Key West and, and visit here at some point. And so there's a little bit of everything down here. There's something that appeals to every walk of life. Yeah. So, um, you know, how do I stay relevant? I keep people around me that are right. <laughs> more in tune with Smart. it than me. Smart. And I'm, and I'm learning. I'm always learning. And I'd like to, you know, I laugh because I try and even in my communication style, in my emails and on the phone, I try and like, you know, I want to be hip and right. relevant and I want to sound like the, that cool person that they want to hang out with and create this experience right. with, you know? And, um, so I learned from, you know, I learned from my, my team too and they're and vendors and and sponsors and all these other people that it seems like you love like genuinely love being involved with learning what they're doing and talking to them yes i mean people are going to tell you what they want and if you're a good listener then you're going to take that and and make that work so and if i see somebody do it like a great project i mean there's so many brilliant people in this town so many wonderful creative people like more people you should interview you know david sloan mm-hmm. and marky pearson and the wonder dog team and and liz love and um i mean there's just so many brilliant creative people and i just you know find ways to do projects yeah. with these folks and it and it works yeah the thing about key west is you can't you can't ever judge a book by its cover at all <laughs> that is for sure it's incredible because it, it has a small town feel, but a lot of worldly people. Cause I remember when I first came to visit and I'm at a restaurant or I'm at a bar and having a conversation with the bartender and she's like, Oh, uh, I'm not going to be around next weekend because I'm going to Paris with my boyfriend. And it's like, you know, a lot of traveling because sometimes the Island fever or whatever, just to get out of here, um, people save up and, and they spend their money on what's important, which is kind of traveling, which is great. Yeah, seeing the world. Yeah, there and and all walks of life. I mean, 
all different cultures and you know income levels and they're all right here in this little two by four mile island and miami is a long ways away you know and we need something if we don't have it here we are really resourceful and creative and we figure it out well that's the thing you have to start thinking like you know because when we first moved here it's like oh miami's down the road but then you're like well there's it's not and there's certain (laughs) things that you can't get here that you can get there. I'm like, where's Whole Foods? And it's like, can I get stuff shipped from there? And you just can't. So then you just learn to live simpler on certain things, mm-hmm. right? It's not like we don't we don't have running water and electricity here, but you're you're still because there's less choices of certain things. You get to use your capacity for things that are more important. That's a biggie. That's a biggie in this in my in the success of my business. Yeah. We don't have ten vendors that provide the same service um you know like to to use a like you know uh, djs or musicians or florists or like all the elements and all of the different types of vendors that i work with to create these events i don't have you know 20 people competing for the same business i have you know three or four sometimes even less that i you know have that confidence level in and and they're as much my clients as my clients because I, you know, I, I need to. Right. Cause after the event, guess what? Them. You see them like at the sandwich shop down the road. And they're, you know, and, and I rely on them for the success and we build each other up. So we, uh, you know, we, we help sell each other. We for help, sure. We help each other. Succeed. Yeah, for sure. I love that about the Island. You could yeah. feel that community for sure. Um, so any recommendations for people looking to get into this business, not down here, of course, we don't want to give up those tips for competitors, but if they're going to a a smaller town or they live in a small town, maybe up in New York or New Jersey or wherever, and they want to get into this business, what do you recommend they do? Yeah, I say, I mean, I I think that I, I I feel like I, I really did it right. I would say start small, break it apart to the important elements and really, and learn, work as a caterer, work as a server, yeah. work on a boat, uh, you know, work as a, you know, f- work in a hotel as a convention services person and like, you know, learn how to work within that system. I mean, the, the, I spent almost nine, ten years working for a, wow. a big hotel company and I learned every department. I paid attention to housekeeping and food and beverage yeah. and the, and the banquet service and how it was all interrelated, you know. And I worked with human resources even. And then they bought a guest house and they, they needed a manager. And I said, sure, I'll do that. Wow. I just was, you know, just be willing to learn every element of like everything that comes your way. There's a reason it's yeah. coming your way. Yeah. And I just, you know, just, and it all is invaluable to me today. I mean, there you go, folks, from uh, running a business to cleaning the toilets. She yes, could, she I have done do that it all. Too. <laughs> yeah, those glamorous uh, wedding rehearsal dinners and then the, the bathroom Holding the, overflows. Yeah, right. And I'm in there with the manager. This literally happened. We're fixing the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> the wedding rehearsal dinner and the buyout in the dining room. It's a good story. Holding the bridesmaid's uh, hair as she's. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, that's no, somebody else's that's job. That's a different story. Okay, so um, the last business question, and then we're getting into the juicy personal stuff, which are not that juicy, but it's they're fun. Okay, Um, name something that people don't know about your business. Um, What don't they know about my business? I think probably that I we really could do anything Mm. Um, if they can imagine it. um, You know, any kind of event we do social events, parties. Um, so let, let's break that down for a second. Launches. So if I'm a business yeah. and I come down here and I want to do, let's say, um, wanna- say I have a hundred employees and I want to do like some kind of 
I don't know, brainstorming, growing yeah, business brainstorming, together. brainstorming, team building, yeah. motivational stuff, or you want to launch a new product and 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 do some guerrilla marketing all around Key West. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, if if you can dream it up, we can do it. We are we we produce experiences and right. events, and you know, it could be something as simple as a you know a fiftieth anniversary mm. or as complicated as um you know a, a big corporate you know brainstorming think tank where they are expecting a huge return on their investment and right. for all of their employees to leave motivated and refreshed and full of great ideas nice. and um we we really are you know consulting for our client clients and customizing an experience a one-of-a-kind mm. qest experience you know, or as I'm, giant as fantasy fest <laughs> <laughs> which you, yeah, we haven't we, even talked about. We can't that, stop. We can't. We can't move on to personal until we talk city about citywide festivals. Fest. And yeah, yes, as giant as that. So tell me about if you can your first fantasy fest as a participant. <laughs> the most <laughs> radical thing you can say that your oh, daughter won't mind God, hearing. My, the, yeah, my daughter, my mom. <laughs> no, I'm really not that radical. I like encourage the creative and right. the crazy and the wild, but um, me, myself, pretty tame. But um, I have made some amazing costumes over the years mm. and participated, and that's what I love about it, the creative costumed participation. The, the, we, the, the locals and the, and the visitors really make that yeah. make this event um and so fantasy fest um has been going on for going on and we're celebrating our 40th year this year oh, it's unbelievable the previous director um, was in place for 27 years and so this will actually only be my third year mm -hmm. um as the director of fantasy fest and i've had a lot of fun with it just um you know having been here all this time having it be the my my introduction to key west right. you know i got here you know week before it yeah. kicked off and right imagine wondered, that 40 years later what the heck is going on in this crazy little island but um I've se I've seen it change a lot, and um, and I come from you know I have a degree in art and sociology, mm. from, and so I get people and creativity are my things, right. and it's served me well, right? So um, yeah, it's just steering it back and and getting the locals to embrace Fantasy Fest again because really in Key West, if you don't have the support of the locals, you won't succeed, right? Which is why it started, right? The locals wanted to bring business they, to the island. They needed something to, you know, increase the, um, the yeah, bring people, bring tourism yeah. so that they could all make some money and sustain themselves through the off season. And what's your vision for it? Like the five year vision from now where it's going to be? Well, we're working really, really hard to appeal to the next generation of festival goers. So we're paying close attention to other really successful festivals, mm -hmm. um, like Coachella and Burning Man. And we're learning from how they do things and how they market and, um, you know, and keeping it Key West and Fantasy Fest. Right. So, uh, you know, targeting, marketing, social media, technology, um, you know, we're really trying to keep up with all of that and appeal right. to our, our festival goers. Um, and it's also, you know, people who've been coming for 30 and 40 years to this festival. So there's also a very big part of this festival fan base that's an older crowd too. Yeah. And they have to be able to afford Key West and there's a lot of elements. That go so grandma into it. and granddaughter both yes. partying at the same festival and both loving both wouldn't that, parts of it. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, right. It's not easy to do. It's really not no. easy at all. <laughs> no, so you're keeping the tradition of Fantasy Fest yes. strong, yes. but you're just adding the proven things that the younger generation enjoys and that is working at these other festivals. I mean, it's smart. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, what I love about it is it 
it's not like, and I'm not knocking anything being in the desert or in these remote locations because those those experiences are fun too. But you're on a, an island <laughs> in a, in a city in a small city, yeah. and all this stuff's going on. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of other things that are happening besides setting up camp and and you know food and beverage. You have to deal with the city. You have to deal with officials, and and there's still tourists, and there's still people that aren't here for Fantasy Fest, right, and you have to right. cater to all that. Yep, our year-round residents and and visitors. Yeah, we we um, almost triple the population of Key West wow. during Fantasy Fest when you think about it. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, the locals rely on these things. I mean, Key West, but Key West is a great place for a festival too. You know, we have yeah. a few of them almost every weekend. You know, know, there's there's something amazing and creative and fun to do in Key West. Yeah, and one other thing I, I did want to talk about because I know you're passionate about is the Songwriters Festival. If you yes. can tell me about that. Yeah. So you know, way back when I met Charlie Bauer mm-hmm. um, uh, we, at the Hog's Breath. At the Hog's Breath, right now. He He's a smoking tuna, and I have followed him along, and we have, um, you know, we have worked together on this songwriters festival. You know, he originated it um, with a guy named Drew Reed and a couple of songwriters, and it is an amazingly awesome organic that uh-huh. it has grown up from that, just from a couple of great performances and. The, you know, Key West embraced it, and now it is one of the largest performing songwriters festivals in the world. Wow. And uh, we have over 200 performing songwriters that come to Key West. Incredible. And, um, it, and really, we have built it just like that. Um, you know, we need um, accommodations to put up the riders, and mm-hmm. so we work with more hotel and accommodation partners, and we host a great show poolside or on their beach. Um, we put people songwriters out on the boats of course in all of the bar venues we have amazing historical you know intimate theaters here in key west you know nothing is is too big right you know and um and now we've Key West has evolved into such an amazing music destination. Yeah, it has. And we're lucky to have uh, now we have the Key West Amphitheater that we can, right. you know, you know, bring even bigger groups of people together to yeah. enjoy the same. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps because I what I like <laughs> about it is that, and because I I love going to New Orleans a lot, and there's a lot of that feel down here, right, mm-hmm. between the city and between the music and the food, but a lot of those musicians. Don't just come to like, say you come to um, a Madison Square Garden and 10 people are playing there. They play and they leave. Mm -hmm. This, it's like a lot of musicians come down here to also play, but also listen to other musicians. So you'll go to a local bar and there's like somebody playing and 10 other musicians in the bar, drinking, having fun, listening. Yeah. So they do the, the, you know, as I understand it, you know, they do more networking here in Key West sometimes than they do back home, wherever they're from, you know, at home, they, they set up appointments to write with different people and get, you know, connected to different people. And down here, they just, you never know who you're standing next to and who's like, you know, we, put them up in all these great guest houses and hotels and resorts and bed and breakfasts. And, you know, there's a couple of different writers in each of these places and they run into each other poolside and get their guitars out and write hit songs. Right. It's (laughs) incredible. Magical. It's really, this festival is really, really pretty magical. And the sights outside aren't too bad either with the sunrise and sunset and the water and all that. I know people it's, it's a fun place to be. It's, it's a, it's like an incentive trip for songwriters. Yeah. <laughs> they it's definitely artistic. They are here. selected yeah. and get to um, attend and participate, and and they have as much fun as as the fans do, and and it, everyone's so close, and and you know you can talk to the master yeah. after they step off stage. You can introduce yourself, and they can you know, it, it's great. Yeah, and I think they expect that. 
They mm-hmm. expect that. Mm-hmm. So in in knowing that, mm-hmm. they're like, well, I'm going to be talking to everybody anyway. I might as well go to dinner and go here and, and have and have my own fun while Ex- I'm here. Exactly. Which I love. Yes. All right, good. <laughs> Business part is done. We can now get to the juicy personal <laughs> questions. Isn't that juicy? Just trying to be like fluffing it up All here. Right, I'm ready. Okay. So what is your favorite event to attend? And I know we can already say Fantasy Fest and, and these other ones off the list, but... Well, I'm working. I'm working. Yeah. I'm, at, I'm forced to attend those right. because We're, I'm working. Right? How about one you're not working in? <laughs> you know, I, I had to um, I had to think about this one for a long time, but I think I'm going to say, um, you know, aside from my daughter's dance rehearsal and um, her, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Dance recital. recital That's what right. I was looking for. Um, I'm going to say, I think that the Papio... Um, Kinetic Parade is one of my favorite things to attend. And what's that? I, I don't even know. Um, it happens in May, oh. right after the Songwriters Festival, and it is um, it it's it's just it's awesome. I mean, you could say obviously I like a parade, uh-huh. right? We have a little fantasy vest parade, right. um, but this is um, you know all the. The, the local people making these kinetic sculptures. So mm. they're human powered sculptures, a lot of bicycles, wagons, walking groups, you know, and as the people are petting, pedaling the bicycles, this sculpture that they've created around them is Coming know, doing things. Wow. And it's, it's unbelievable. We have so many creative. That's cool. Talented people in this town who have the, have put in so much time and energy and, and, and it shows. Yeah, and that is just, it's relatively new. It's just a couple of years it's been going on, but it's one of those things that the locals have embraced and it's only going to get better and better. So it's, it's more locals so than it is for out-of-towners or is it a mix? Um, you know what? That's the great thing about it. I mean, it, obviously the locals are building these these sculptures and they're, you know, creating these things for the parade. And then the, the spectators, a lot of, you know, as these things go, like didn't know what was happening and they see this coming down the street and they're like, what? Holy cow, yeah. this is so great. Right. I have to, and then they'll make a plan to come back to Key West wow. and see it again. And then of course, a lot of those folks participate in Fantasy Fest too, which I love. Right. But supporting the creativity, you know, any, any kind of thing like that, I love. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Favorite restaurant. You know, I think I'm going to have to say Santiago's because okay. I have I have a five year old and I don't get out much. Right. So date night, and you know, we really spend a lot of time thinking about date night. And I, you cannot go wrong at Santiago's. It's my, it's my go to when I get a night out. I absolutely love it. Favorite meal there? Oh my gosh, it really everything is great. But I would say like save room for dessert okay. because the bread pudding is nice, incredibly memorable. I may have to hit that <laughs> bread pudding tonight. You're going to. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, what about hidden local spot? Well, since I have a five-year-old. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a 10-year-old, so working for me, I'm We're ready. Okay, Cos- I'm going to say Cozumel Park, this, this great little community park, which is just a couple of blocks from my house out in uh, Newtown. And it's got a splash pad, and it's got green space, and it's got basketball hoop and you, hey, you told me about it and i was like i don't even know where this is and it's like you know two blocks yeah. away from your house i mean i have to go check this out and you know if i go for a walk or you know a jog i stop in there and just it's, it's peaceful there's birds there's well, big, big trees it's it's a nice little you know pocket park um and the splash pad was a pretty recent addition and nice. of course meredith loves that so um yeah cool all right um best place for local music <laughs> I get in trouble if I answer that one, right? I um, I love the smoking tuna, uh-huh. um, and I love the green parrot. And probably most often, I am at the green parrot, enjoying the live music in there. When I when I get out, you know, sound check and dinner at Santiago's is like <laughs> it's like date uh, night dream. It's like anniversary night. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Okay, uh, what about for happy hour? 
Well, here in my office on Caroline Street, yeah. I think my favorite happy hour is right across the street at the Half Shell Raw Bar. Yes. Sneak I, over there for some oysters. My uh, neighbor, she works there, and, and I always try to sneak over there during happy hour time. And she's like, you got to sit at the bar. It's great. Get the happy hour. It is. It, it is. is. And the, the, the staff, they've been there forever, and they know you, and that's, you know. Yeah. And the food's good, too. makes you feel like a local when the for bartender sure. knows you. Okay. Tourist attraction that you'd take friends or out-of-towners who have never been here. Um, I'm going to say Blue Heaven. Every everybody who comes to town and um, is is visiting, you know, no matter what, I try and get them out on the water, you know, something wonderful yeah. and in the backcountry and relaxing. But for sure, Blue Heaven is my my must do. Yeah, Everyone's that key lime pie there. is like breakfast, lunch, yeah, yeah. dinner, whatever it right. is. Blue Heaven is a must. Just don't go there starving, thinking you're going to sit right away on a well, Saturday. Well, you just get yourself a Bloody Mary. Exactly. And enjoy. There's an olive and some celery in right. there, lime. There's like a ping pong table behind it. You just play a little ping pong. <laughs> You'll be fine. You're golden. Yeah. It's worth the wait. And it goes fast, and it's so good. Mm, my favorite. Well, see, those juicy personal questions, they weren't, you know, that juicy, <laughs> but we had to make the show exciting. That was, yes. <laughs> I handled okay. it well. Now... Where can people find you on social? Uh, we've got the keys. If you have anything personal, um, like Twitter, anything you want to say, now's the time. Sure. Well, um, it's pretty much we've got the keys across the board. We're we've got the keys.com and you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. We've got the keys. Perfect. And are you on social at all? Me? Yes. I am. Yeah, but Okay. I'm way more fun in my business. You can get to We've Got the Keys. And yes. Get, you, you can get in Mostly touch with her. Mostly you see pictures of Meredith doing cute things on my own social media. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> um, all right. And then the last thing, I'm, I'm always going to ask the same question to everybody. Same one. Give us your tip of the day. Now, it can be something new you're doing, a book you're reading, a food you just ate, um, a favorite, well, I like weighted blankets. I mean, what it could be anything crazy <laughs> that right now you're into. I haven't tried a weighted blanket yet. Um, My right, wife's got it. She loves it. Ah, yeah. Good to know. Um, right now, I am uh, really into um, finding ways to make Fantasy Fest more sustainable so and more green. I'm always looking to you know be more environmentally savvy and conscious. And with this you know huge festival and bringing all these people to town, we consume a lot of, you know, plastics yeah, and, and so there's a lot of discussion about um the throws from the parade floats mm -hmm. and um and how we could be more green in the street fair so i have been uh scouring the internet and starting all kinds of social media conversations with suggestions and um i think we're coming up with some good ones is I'm that trickling into your personal it. life too about green and like thinking more about oh maybe i don't need that red solo cup i can bring my own cup yeah you know it, it always does and it's fun having a you know children i know that they'd spend a lot of yeah. time in school learning about the environment and sure. gardening i know they do at meredith's montessori school and and so you know she'll even call us out on it and um yeah and yeah we we are good recyclers and try and be you know savvy about yeah and when you're on a small island you you it's can see the impact really important yeah. it really is and we, we work really really hard to get that message out well, listen, this was a great first episode. <laughs> the, the You answered everything perfectly. You uh, were like the perfect guest. So I wanted to thank you again. Uh, no hyphen. It's Nadine Grossman or yeah. on the podcast. No hyphen. That's it. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank everybody. you for having me. It's you been got it. Super fun. Thank okay. You. Bye. Hey.